Welcome to the Soul Business Companion with me, your host, Faye Semple. This podcast shares what it really takes to create, launch and scale your business. I'm going to be sharing business know-how and the personal spiritual journey of being an entrepreneur so you can start making money online with your soul gifts. You have a mission. It's time for you to live it. Well, welcome back for another edition of Soul Business Companion. This week, I'm again delighted to be joined by another another guest. I do like having guests in to talk about different aspects of women's lives so we can get fully supported in this 360 Technicolor marathon that is life. So today, I would like to welcome Yuelina, who is a clinical hypnotherapist and transformational coach. So welcome to the podcast. Do you want to tell people a little bit more about what you do so they can understand what we're going to be talking about. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me and introducing. So yes, my name is called, it's called, <laughs> my name is Evelina. Um, I don't know where that came from. Anyway, my name is Evelina Stoblewska and yes, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and a transformational coach. And I help women to shift the self-sabotaging patterns of behavior and thinking, because that is a habit as well so that they can step into their magnetic confidence so that they can show up with courage and self-trust in all aspects of their lives so that's in short what I do because obviously there's a lot more to it but um, it's in short and sweet short and sweet firstly apologize I pronounced your name wrong that's my dyslexia and ADHD um (laughs) always legs me up when i'm introducing people so yeah i I was really i've always been fascinated by this um confidence um and how we can become our best selves because i suppose like so many people i grew up very unconfident and there it's almost like a rite of passage that you have to develop your own confidence and so much of that comes with so much difficulty so i think having people realizing that confidence is a skill and they can get support in developing confidence, I think has been a groundbreaker for women. Do you see more women coming forward, recognizing that they can get support with confidence and breaking down their limiting beliefs? Mm. Yes. I think women are generally other one that come forward more often and ask for help than men. There are men asking for help. I think it takes them a bit longer to do it. Not all women identify as well they do struggle with confidence because it shows up as self-doubt, procrastination, um, either or thinking, uh, fear of money. So they don't always identify with, I need some help with confidence because the presenting issue is looking slightly different. And also, I think there are two sides to confidence because on one side, Confidence is competence. So the more you practice something, the more confident you're getting others. Okay, so that's one side of things. However, there is more of a psychological side of things too as well for us women being confident where that links to that self-doubt and not trusting ourselves and people-pleasing and all those other things that we get into it, not even knowing that that behavior is not necessarily serving us. I think you're absolutely right. Obviously, we had a conversation before before this podcast and we were talking about, I know for me, I think the cult, the socialization of women to accept 
um, being less than they can be, because that's what often we perceive the roles of women to be or femininity to be. So we don't always recognize, I think, that it's a problem. We then internalize the problem as there's something wrong with me because mm. I can't fit into this mold. And actually, it's that the mold is the wrong size and we should be free to be ourselves. And these things are really, and again, we were talking about this, how deeply ingrained in our unconscious yeah. thinking they are. So it's really hard to recognize when we, we have these problems. What would, what would you say would be clues for women to look out for that says, you know, they've got real limiting beliefs and a confidence issue? What, how does it show up? Like I said, what sort of tangible, I know we've just talked about this, but sort of mm. tangible examples they could, you know, let's say they're going to, I don't know, they want to ask for a pay rise, like you say, or they're starting their own business, and they want to price a product. How does it show up in their thinking where they can start to recognize that mm, the problem may be, it may be in me, actually? Yeah. I think it's simple, and I think we complicated things as women. So if you have this internal dialogue questioning if you could put your prices up, because you think that you need five more courses and probably 10 more years of experience before you can do it. Um, or you you know, you would ask for pay rise as well. Again, if you question and you're not sure about it and you're going to your anxiety and what if and um, thinking that maybe you should ask for more workload first before you get this pay rise, you know, questioning your value. If you... Um, people pleasing more and you taking other people's needs above yours those are just simple examples that feeding into low confidence because it all starts from when we are being children and I'm sure some people will disagree with me but we are being brought up definitely men and women mm-hmm. and generally us as women we don't even see this as low confidence because we think you know worrying about other people more than we worry about ourselves is the way to be if we put everyone else's needs above this is what a good mother does you know if we put husband needs over ours time and time again this is being a good wife Mm -hmm. and yes there are places for this don't get me wrong you know you have to switch sides sometimes you know the husband career more important sometimes is the wives however there has to be some conversation and equality if you constantly do that to yourself time and time again then feeling frustrated about it trying to squeeze those feelings at the back of your head thinking oh my oh, i must be a bad mother or bad wife or bad person you know questioning all of this all this dialogue in your head that's all subtle clues that you may struggle with self-doubt, low self-worth, you know, procrastination, and especially if you procrastinate and self-sabotage yourself time and time again, you're in a dialogue. Again, that's a clue because every word that we say to yourself, to ourselves, it's a clue to how we see ourselves, our identity, self-worth and self-esteem. So as you said earlier, it's complex. It's deep layers. You know, I've been working on things and, Sometimes, you know, six months later, something bumps again. And I'm like, oh, my God, I thought I've dealt with this. And that bump again. However, it's not the same. It's a different layer. It's a different flavor. It shows up differently. There's a different dynamic to it. Yeah. Because, you know, we we do not get here overnight. (laughs) 
No, we don't. There is no, oh, this is the problem. Here's the solution, job done. It's it's mm. not that simple, is it? And and I thought uh, I think there is this huge problem with women's socialization and that we're we are socialized almost into being. And I use this word in inverted commas, sort of inadequate human beings. It's also mm. like the default state of what's perceived as femininity. Again, that's not another word I'm very fond of. Um, but it, it's almost like, you know, the man in patriarchal society, that's the base model, isn't it? And yeah. women and children, women particularly, like support humans that satellite yeah. around men, fulfilling their every woman need. And, and this is the nature of patriarchal society, that, that so much emotional labor and, and physical labor in the home yeah. you know is disproportionately falls on women so and this is something that we have modeled for generations because in yeah. previous times so we've discussed this, isn't it women didn't have an option you got married yeah. you couldn't have your own bank account you couldn't start a business yeah. completely tied so i think it's written message it's only really in this generation that on mass i think women are starting to wake mm-hmm. up and go actually we can yeah. do things for ourselves but with that, then comes all this generational and karmic and ancestral energetic stuff yes. that we carry around with us in our energy field. It's not just it's not just ours, if you see what I mean. Yeah. I mean, from my point of view, working with energy as well, because I work with people's auras and and all sorts of energy fields and and lots of ancestral energy yeah. as well. We do carry in, but it's almost like it holds up flags. You know, we don't have to necessarily deal with all that, but we have to recognise that the book stops with us. Yeah. And if we do something in our life, yeah. then we've broken that bond and then we yeah. can move forward without it. Because you're in this life, aren't you? You know, if, if lives were a bicycle, if you believe in reincarnation, and you fell off your bicycle in a past life, you get on, you get on the bicycle and fall off, and then you get on and fall off again. It's this bicycle that you've fallen off now. You don't have to go back to the first bicycle. Yeah. So past lives, you know, have an effect, but I think we can get caught up in that. And I think, like I said, the, yeah. the real important part is dealing with the here and now, isn't it? I Yes. Add this that, yes, we have to deal with, with this what's going on right now. However, we also have to deal with trauma mm. because it's something like generational trauma my trauma stemmed from the fact that my mom went through hell trauma and her grandma and you know so they passed on from generation to generations I said the back stops with me so yes you know I got passed on certain things however I don't agree with passing them any further I don't agree with continuing to hold on to this mm. and I do a lot of um work on myself I put a lot of energy into this it took me a while to get here. I wasn't, you know, working on myself day one. It, I had to, so to speak, you know, hit the rock bottom, as they say, before I was, you know, like, mm, okay, something needs to change here. At least with with where we are in the world right now, we have the tools to do it because, like, my grandma certainly didn't have the tools. You know, she was born before the Second World War, grew up after the war up after the war so you know she had no tools whatsoever you know her husband divorced her because she had cancer like you know talking about patriarchy you know like you know good to me and we'll see you later you know so so it's my mom you know she got her generational trauma passed on to me but if you say the back stops with us mm. so it's yes so there's one thing with so social conditioning that we receive through school through social media through other people because we social creatures we want to fit in so we hear you know what other people say we want to be like everyone else however there's also trauma that comes from your family 
that we need to deal with. <clears throat> so, you know, when I started looking into my confidence, one, I wasn't confident. Two, I'm an introvert. <laughs> Three, I'm, I was really shy. Two, I had, you know, problems with feeling not enough, not worthy, not, uh, you know, my self-esteem was crap and all the other things that, you know, stemmed from my childhood. So everyone is different and everyone will have a different set of things that they need to work around and that's what I love about my work because it's unique to every customer and I can tailor my uh, work to every person so yes we might work around confidence or self-worth or feeling not good enough however everyone's journey is going to look very different yeah I think that's that's so true that what you're saying about there being multiple sources of influence like you say there's the there's the societal cultural influence. There's sort of the world dynamic of patriarchy. And then there's very much our family and friends, isn't it? And much like you, when we when we spoke obviously before, you know, domestic abuse had run right in my families for generations and mm. we were just subservient. And, and then I reached that point in adult when I adulthood, when I found myself in exactly the same situation. And that was that light bulb moment when I thought, oh my goodness, I'm mirroring the marriage that I saw as a child between my grandparents, which was the model. And I thought, oh my God, I'm, um, and that's quite a horrible moment, I think, to find yourself in because you thought you were making independent choices yeah. and you thought you were living your life. And then you realize that you just made these decisions based on data that you absorbed as a really young child. And then, and, and then often you found out you're in quite a deep mess at that point in time. <laughs> and it's just, it seems a long way to get yourself out of that hole, doesn't it? But it, it can do, but it, but it is possible. And it's, I think, I think it's the, it's realizing that that's those short or rather those, even those minute shifts in mindset and energy, you know, if you look at angles, you know, it's a little shift, but it has a yeah. massive impact yeah. on time. And I think that's a really, important point to make that it doesn't you know you can feel in a bit of a hole and you can think like oh geez what have I done how have I got here yeah. <laughs> well aren't I the clever one but um but it, once you've got a handle on that I mean that is a really empowering position isn't it because you've yeah. made the difficulties you are in fact the solution so the power is in your hands to do something so do you find that people women are you know generally is it an empowering process I suppose I mean I found it so and I'm sure you did but I can understand people might be a bit oh is it easier to just carry on and dredge it all up right. so I would put it that way is it easier to go through three to six months process with myself or yourself where yes it may be a bit of a challenging upheaval emotional release versus the rest of your life going probably downhill because that's how usually that works so it's a short-term pain versus long-term gain and for me that's a no-brainer yeah. because through the short term of working together you're going to really so much get clear about what is that you want who you are as a person evaluate your values your beliefs your status all those things that you've been avoiding to this point because that's what we do as humans is uncomfortable it's painful i don't want to look at it but the problem is it's keep knocking at our door through relationship problems financial problems problems at work 
and your business is not growing. So you may think that you are avoiding it. You don't. It's still showing up in your life. So you... So someone um, that interviewed me recently said something interesting and I actually really agree. So rather than creating your life by default, based upon your beliefs and values stories that you've picked up along the way from the day you were born, do you choose this or do you going to create your life as a creator of your life based upon the way you choose to live and the values that you choose to have in your life? And I think for me, that's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I obviously 100% agree with you, but I just thinking, you know, some some people I know, it's that fear of, there's a big yes. fear of dealing with it, isn't it? Because actually, what does dealing with it entail? And is it best the devil I know than the devil I don't? You know, I would say, no, it's much better the devil no. I don't. It's much better. Yeah, but that goes back to this, you know, like that fear of unknown, which that's how the brain keeps us stuck, because yeah. we fear the unknown so much that, like I said, better the devil that we know. But absolutely not (laughs) because there can be there's hidden gems and I mean once you start to realize your confidence and your own power and you're able to assert better boundaries I mean about who you don't and who you don't want in your life I mean your life transforms dramatically absolutely and and it's just such an empowering place to be as I say that you realize you are the creator and and then you're you know, you're more, I don't know about you, but I'm more willing to go out and just try things and go, well, yeah. it might either work. And if it doesn't, it is what it is. But I'm not worried about the failure anymore. And I'm not worried about showing up perfect, as you can tell today. Um, but it's just a question of just, you know, breaking down those those fear blocks, isn't it? Because I think I think more and more people are waking up to the fact that they create their own reality through their thoughts and their mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. I think that's a big shift that we're seeing, particularly with the rise of the coaching industry online, okay. that more and more people are waking up to this. It talks about, you know, quantum manifestation and quantum yeah. success. But of course, it's absolutely right. And these yeah. tools are incredibly powerful, aren't they? They are almost like the secret source, aren't they, to life, mm-hmm. really? Yeah, we are so powerful, you know, and now I'm like on the other side and I'm sure there's so much more that I can discover. And that's what's so beautiful because you continue to grow, you know, um, five years down the line was going to be five years down the line. Do you want to be in the same spot you are right now, unhappy, stuck and frustrated or probably even worse off? Or do you want to have the life that you really want? Five years, because the five years will pass, you know, whether you like it or not yeah so to me that's a no-brainer and now I'm looking five years back and I'm thinking holy that was a journey and a half ups and downs however loved it every minute of it I've grown so much and now I'm looking back and I'm thinking how on earth was I looking like I'm just loving my life so much more now loving myself so much more I'm so much more confident and it's just you just can't go back you know once you've expanded have grown you just like I am not going back. I am just looking forward. Like, what's next? It's yes. possible for me. Yeah, I think every day is a joy. I mean, I know I've looked back and thought, you know, I went through whole decades like that without making the most of that. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you get to a certain age, obviously, because, you know, life's finite. And the older you get, the, the more you're aware of you are of how finite it actually is. So it's like every day is precious. And I want to go out there, like you say, and be the, the creator of my own reality, not just muddle through making the best fit and then wake up one morning on my deathbed and think damn didn't really make the most of that you know I'd rather make the most I'd rather fail now spectacularly and make a complete arse of myself 
than not do it at all. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I so agree because when I look at periods of my time when I kind of passed through, didn't really do anything with my life, kind of, I don't know what I did. I kind of, you know, woke up one day and I was like, where did the 10 years just pass? It's gone and I didn't even live, you know. And then I'm looking at the time when I actually lived, did the decision, went traveling, went things, spent loads of money, doesn't really matter. But I've left I've gained so much experience, I've grown, I've expanded, and that was an amazing time of my life. And those are the best parts of my life, you know, when I made crazy decisions and I did things when I didn't really know what was going to happen at the other end. Yeah. Absolutely. Not those times when I knew what my tomorrow is going to look like. Yeah. When I've when I've planned things and thought, like you, I've planned things thought, well, that's what I'm gonna do. Oh, boring, and life just closes in on you. When you decide to live on the you know like live on the tightrope and go, do you know it doesn't really matter which way I jump because any anything's going to be an adventure, and you let go of that attachment to the outcome and opportunities come your way, and you can't see where they're going to lead, like you say, but an opportunity comes. You know, I had a period in life when I was young, and now when I just if an opportunity comes, I just go, yeah, I'm doing it. Why? Yeah. I don't know why. I'm just going to do it because it's there in front of me. That's a good enough reason. When I blocked those things, that's when life went catastrophically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a question of just just leaping and I think um yeah I think more more it's good that more and more women have, I think are taking that courage to you know work on themselves build a business go into personal development and just fulfill their their own dreams and realize yeah. they have every re reason to do yeah, it and if I may add it doesn't matter what age you are because I've had clients in the 60s making phenomenal transformation in their lives because they want it that's all you need to want is i want a transformation i'm fed up with my life i want something else and those clients made a phenomenal shift because they showed up for themselves they did their work and in short spares of time they make such a leap and bounds that i was like wow you know like good on you and it didn't matter they were in a 60 or 70 it literally makes no difference at what stage of your life you are all you is your willingness to do the work I think that's a really valid point because I think people can get sort of hit I don't know a midlife point mm. and if they're not careful it's very easy to go well I'll just stay here yeah, and, you know well I haven't really got that long left to live or something morbidly depressing like that whereas it, it doesn't matter actually it wouldn't matter if you only had one year left or three months yeah it can still be the best three months of your life you know and and Every day is precious, isn't it? And so you may as well make the most of them all and, you know, live your life, really, but, and get rid of all those limiting beliefs that hold you back. But so, like you say, it's a never-ending process, isn't it? We're never, we're never perfect. And it's all those layers. But I think once you realise and can see their layers, when the next layer comes up, it's less of a challenge and more of a, yeah. ooh, let's see where this goes. It's more of a sort yeah. of an exploration. It becomes more of an adventure than a, oh my God, there's a big scary bear at the door. It's I mean, like, let's get out there in the think, forest and explore. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point because I think when we start those shifts, they tend to be big and painful and there's a huge transformation because we're just starting the work. But as we go through the work and the layers come up again, the lessons come up again, they are much more subtle, 
that much more um finesse you know that is a completely different shift you are a very different person at this point you so you approach the whole process you know from different perspective it gets easier now when you know lesson comes up or a trigger comes up i'm like okay see where that is gonna take me rather than be like oh my god it is this is the big thing you know so that gets easier it does it's, 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 you are shifting it's a skill set, isn't it? You know, if I was, if, if my transformation was to be stranded on a desert island tomorrow, the first few months are going to be terrible, isn't it? Because I've got to build a shelter, learn how to learn to fire and learn how to spear harpoon fish by hand. Yeah. Away. So I've got to learn those skills. But as those skills increase, the terror of where I am yeah. decreases. So you start with terror and no skills and you end up with skills and the sort of the fear goes down. So it's, it's this balance, isn't it? You have to have yeah. balance. And I think the other thing to sort of remember is that if the problem is present in your life, you know, the law of polarity says that the solution must be as well. Yeah. So whenever the problem is there, there is a solution and it just may be, you know, might be working on our with on ourselves. It might be going to get help with with someone like you. But there is always there is always the opportunity there. It's just yeah. retraining our mind to see it a lot of the time. Sometimes it's not even a problem the problem is only because you say it's a problem and i found that quite interesting with customers as well when it's like you're having a session and they're like oh my god that wasn't even a problem i just made it a problem because i was addicted to struggle and life was too good so i needed to create a problem yeah <laughs> i mean it literally goes as bad as this and you know from a classic example you know i was addicted to struggle and if my life was too good i needed to create a struggle because it's too good it's too easy you know yeah. So you need someone else to ask the right questions, point you in the right direction. Because I would not be able to figure out just on my own. I was it was so deeply ingrained in me in such a deep layer. I didn't see it. I've done a work on myself. I've done a lot of healing, and I still didn't see it. Mm-hmm. So working with someone else, it's vital because the, yes, there's so much that you can do by yourself. Absolutely. However, not everything can be done by yourself. You need that skilled person to ask you the right questions, point you in the right direction, help you to heal things because your mind will trick you. That's a really good trick there, by the way. I think that's a really valid point because I remember, you know, there's a, I think there's Alan Watts, the philosopher. Um, he made a really great point about self-development that we go into all this self-development and we want to we want to heal. But the person that we're doing the self-development with is is the same person that needs healing that the person who's doing the healing is the same person that's receiving the healing so how can we give ourselves something that we don't already have and i think that's why working with with other people i mean i know i've you know worked with many people to trauma counseling and um, all sorts of you know and personal development and it it is a it is like you say hugely beneficial to have somebody else cite your problems and look at them from an outside perspective and with that said if people want to contact you how do they go about finding more about what you do so you can find me all sorts of various social media i'm on linkedin uh, instagram and and facebook uh, you can check my website which is braving the being and um, you can actually check out uh, you know what i'm all about i've got a masterclass coming up in two weeks, I think, it's the 22nd of uh, November, it's titled Elevate Your Magnetic Confidence. 
So come along, it's 7 p.m. and I will send all the details to Faye if you want to join. And then you get a chance to ask me lots of questions in person. And of course, we will put all these details. Well, the, the details are below in the show notes for those of you who are or are reading the notes. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you very much for coming on. And uh, it's been a it's been a delight. And I hope um, listeners and watchers have found this conversation useful. So thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you very much. We need more conversations like this. We do. Upfront and honest, I think, is the way to go. Thank you again. It's been a delight to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Soul Business Companion with Face Sample. If you'd like to get hold of my eight-step strategy for online success, go to facesample.com and let's get you living your dream and making money while you do.